0: Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Empire One Six One Show, Season Four, Episode Eighteen. Uh, yes, yeah, so we are back on a Sunday night, our usual. Oh, there it is. This is actually where it so kicks up on Now it all, <laughs> now it's all coming in. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're opening up with "Police" by ChimbaLa, which is Oswaldo well Cabrera's walk-up song because someone's been hitting uh, up the plate a little bit. Has earned their way to us uh yeah thanks for joining us as always uh if you join us on the facebook live stream or youtube or x or wherever you find your audio on the podcast we appreciate the support and i'm ed and with you as always is lisa lisa what's up
1: hey i am sitting here grooving to this new song that i just added to my spotify playlist Um, also just shouting out all of my Latino brothers and sisters because it's Hispanic heritage month now. Very excited about that. Uh, and my birthday is next week. So, uh, I think it's a perfect time of year because, uh, my birthday is in Hispanic heritage month. And if you know me, I'm the biggest one of these you ever seen. So, uh, between the Yankees and Puerto Rico, I don't know what I love more. But it, that's actually that's a that's a
0: tough choice. You don't have to pick though. I know that's I don't, have to, I don't, don't have, have to pick. I don't have to pick.
1: I love them both equally. <laughs> but um we are going to talk very quickly about the Red Sox series, and we're gonna focus more on the pirate series. Uh, but with the Red Sox, we did win three out of four in Beantown, and we won two out of three in the Iron City. So we do have a happy show for you all for us anyway. Um, I don't know if we're going to touch on this because it happened a little while ago, but I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about how sadly Jason Dominguez already needs surgery, uh, which really stinks. And he's going to be out for at least 10 months, which is yikes. Um, I really hope that he's able to kind of rebound from that because he started off so strong. Uh, And we're also going to talk about somebody who was a major... Uh, figure not only as a major league ball player but also as a human being um so i'll uh wait for ed to show that prompt and then i'll talk more about it but uh i'll leave you with that little teaser right there
0: yeah uh no for sure i mean we can talk quickly right now because yes we haven't due to various reasons we were not on for about a week or so so uh, a couple of things that happened during that time but yeah they we can talk with jason dominguez quickly i mean anyone who who's been following, which I'm assuming if you're watching as you are. Uh, yeah, Jason Dominguez, unfortunately, lasted a little bit over a week and, and needs Tommy John surgery now, so he will be out. It's it's all over the place. Position players do come back faster than pitchers. He is a center fielder, does throw a lot, so that will be there. Um, but I think, yeah, it sucks. It sucks that the kid uh, is, is hurt and stuff. Thankfully, it's not something that should be – crazy long time, he's out for the entire season next year, that would be highly unlikely. Uh, It'll probably be back. He'll probably be back by, like, the All-Star break, which is better than nothing. But it just sucks because, you know, the kid burst on the scene and was just crushing it. He was living up to the hype of everyone who has heard about him since the Yanks signed him. when He was 16 years old. Yeah. Um, You know, and it does. It's a bummer for the kid and stuff. But as usual, as we saw with the time uh, with the big club, was that he was still smiling and staying optimistic about it, and that's what you got to do. But, uh, you know, best wishes for him to get well soon. But I think it it also brings up a lot of interesting things with the Yanks' offseason because it looks like he was going to probably take over center field. And, you know, we've discussed this for a while. The Yanks are going to, you know, they're middle for youth movement and they are finally look like they're heading in the right direction. To make some of the changes they need to get, getting younger, getting more athletic, getting mm-hmm. Cole and Judge and Glaber some some help here. Mm-hmm. And Dominguez looked like he was gonna be that guy. But now it's like to you gotta do something in the first half. You can't just like punt it. You know, we can't do like we did to left field this season. And hey, we need a left fielder. We don't, we're not gonna sign one. Well, let's sign a left fielder and not sign a center fielder, and you know, we'll just wait from. No, so. This does tie in, though, because the interesting thing is Esteban Florial, who another name Yankee fans have heard about forever, is finally getting an extended look. And it's great that he's playing every day because it is about time we see what the hell we got with this kid. Yeah. You know, like, it's weird because the Yanks have needed him at times and they're scared to call him up, it seems like. And now they're finally forced their hand to do it. Or if this is Hal, again, saying, hey, enough with this shit. To Cashman, You need to start seeing what we got. But he was passed through waivers previously, and nobody claimed him, and anyone could have. Yeah. So it's really strange. But, hey, he's getting his shot now, and if he can prove it, and he's looked pretty good so far, mm-hmm. if he can hold it down for the first half of next season, I mean, that's something I'm not saying is a lock, but it's interesting. Yeah. What, what do you think? I mean –
1: yeah, I mean I think I think all of the young guys that have been called up have kind of you know shown that they're worthy of being nobody uh I don't feel like anybody's you know kind of been dominated, you know, in in any kind of way. I know Austin Wells like I mean he's he's still looking for his like big moment, but he's uh defensively been you know very helpful and um he's gotten hits here and there, but like other than him probably being uh, having the least amount of like news around mm-hmm. him. The other folks have really been showing up and Estevan Florial, since he's come back up has kind of made people be like, Hey, pay attention to me, you know? So yeah. um, we'll see what happens. I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens because you just don't know what they're going to do in the off season.
0: Yeah. And, and the, there was that uh, article that someone I wrote on—I'm uh, sorry—the name of the writer's uh, skipping my mind right now—but on CBS Sports, I shared on our our Facebook page yesterday was, uh, you know, floating the idea around because there's a possibility that Trout might force the hand on the trade. But the uh, the suggestion in the article was, you know, if the Angels are willing to take on the Stanton contract. It's California. So that's where Stanton's from. And it's just kind of like, the he waives no trade clause. And there's a lot of and and buts and stuff in there. But it's it's an interesting situation because I think it's important to mention too that, yes, everyone hears the name Mike Trout and it's like, oh, that's it. He's been banged up a lot the last couple of seasons. He's not. Yes, he when, he's, when he's on the field, he still is, is, is a really good player. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know that that could also turn out to be a bad contract too, because he's got six years left on it, at a lot of money still. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of be like, hey, let's exchange contracts and stuff, and you know we'll we'll make it work. Stanton's contract is shorter than than uh, Trout's is, so maybe that's where the Angels are advantageous. We probably have to send a little bit more of their way to to make this happen. Actually, a lot more of their way to make this happen. But part of it would be the Stanton contract. But
1: or. Somebody else cleaned out their locker the other day before the end of the
0: season. Well, he, he well he was put on the IL. He's out for. The season,
1: I know, so. I know, uh, I know, but.
0: No, I know. There's his that. His locker and was
1: cleaned out before the end of the game.
0: No, I know, and my guess is he was probably just really frustrated. We're talking about Shohei Otani, for those who mm-hmm. may, may not know. Uh, yes, he's a guy who'll be on the radar, but from stuff I've been reading a lot, it's been the belief is that he does kind of prefer to stay on the West Coast. And that would take the the Yankees out of it, obviously, and take the Mets out of it. And then that's it. I mean, you could do. I mean, Cashman's been in Japan scouting every Japanese pitcher that might be posting this offseason. And there's talk that they're going to go ahead and make some serious offers. So that's where they might be turning for that. But you need offense. I mean, pitching hasn't been really the problem. I'm not saying you can't. You should always add pitching. But
1: clearly you should always add a pitcher because yes, how kind of many so, pitches got on the aisle. This yeah.
0: Year. I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't add pitching, but the priority should be like the clay Bellinger's. If you can make a trout Stanton swap somehow work great. Hmm. I love, I would love to. Yes. I'm just, Hey, I'm, I'm again, not an anti-Stanton guy at all. I know. I know. But, I'm
1: just a very pro stanton
0: <laughs> No, and I get it, but I'm like, Hey, for the betterment of the team, I know, I can still look at him. We still wanted to see Mitron red stripes. And hey, you know, maybe he can stay healthy for a little longer. I don't know. But it, it would be interesting. Um it would be. Yeah, but I still think it's a long shot. Uh I personally my guess would be is if Florial can hold it down until Dominguez is back, they'll go that route, they'll sign a left fielder. But you know. yeah, we got we got a last show to dig into that more. But the Jason Dominguez thing that kind of was like a nice segue into this. You know discussion because it does his injury does kind of you know lend itself to that um mm-hmm. but you had mentioned though friday was roberto clemente day across major league baseball uh you know one of the all-time great players in the history of the sport perhaps the you know you know not perhaps he, he is the greatest puerto rican player to ever play in major league baseball um i mean for, from everything we've known, I know Lucy. You have you know some more detailed stats on things, but mm-hmm. like you know, from what we know, you know, like Clemente was a phenomenal you know humanitarian. That's uh, mm-hmm. actually you know part of his thing was yep. uh, that's what kind of led to his death. Uh, crazy finished with three thousand hits on, right on the dime. Uh, I know. <laughs> you know that's wild. That's some That wild is shit. wild uh, check out some highlights on YouTube of him. You can see. I mean, he had a cannon rocket for an arm. Uh, Paul O'Neill wore 21, you know, in honor, he, you know of in honor of Roberto Clemente, yeah. um, as many other, you know, great, great all-time greats have also won because, I mean, he was, he's, he's a goat. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just what it is, but yeah. So it's a nice touch by usually baseball anyone who wanted to wear 21, especially the Pirates did a lot of cool stuff surrounding him and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I can for I can see them retiring. I don't know what they're waiting for, but 21 will probably get retired across baseball, I think as well. Like forty-two is I think it yeah. should be. Yeah, I, I I fully agree with you on that. Uh Lisa, yeah, you do have more on, on Roberto Clemente as well.
1: I do. Um, so there were a couple of things that I knew, but uh some of the things I found really interesting about him. Um so I knew he was born in Puerto Rico, but I didn't know where. He was born in Carolina. Um he was really passionate about social justice, which, as a social worker, speaks to my heart. Um, and as a woman of color, in July of 1970, the Pirates honored him with Roberto Clemente Night. And uh, during like the ceremony, he actually took the time to ask fans to donate to the Pittsburgh Children's Hospital because he couldn't stand, you know, the thought of like kids uh, suffering in the hospital. And he had met a, a a young girl that had been sick that was in the hospital. Um. So, and I didn't. I didn't know this part. I don't know if you did, but during his career, do you know how many things he battled through, like in his body?
0: No, I I can't say that. I I would know for sure. Like uh, like various like illnesses or just injuries.
1: so injuries. So apparently, he suffered from arthritis in his neck. He had a wrenched spine, and he had insomnia. Jesus. So that's, that's a lot of stuff to have to deal with, especially when you're traveling as much as they do. Um, so this, I found really interesting and I, and I love hearing things like this because I can only imagine what, um, new players to the league that don't speak English experience. So when, um, the training facility that they have down South pirate city was first built. Um, I don't know if it's still called that, but at the time it was pirate city. Most of the veteran players opted to stay at longboat key, which is a resort off the coast of Florida. He chose to say at Pirate City with the rookies because he didn't want his fellow Latino teammates to go through the same difficulties he experienced when he was a rookie. So he would teach them, like at the end of a day of training, he would teach them how to order off of a menu and communicate with other players. And he would do that every spring and he would never make a big deal out of it. One of his um, veteran teammates asked him, why are you staying there? Like the food's way better in, in Longboat Key. And he just went... So the other guy went to see like what it was all about and saw what he was doing. Right. Um, and he was just like that kind of person, like very low key about all the wor- all the things that he did. Um, so I think the one thing that everybody knows, um, and this is a sad thing is that on December 23rd, 1972, Nicaragua experienced a really uh, devastating earthquake. And he heard that, um, the supplies that were going to the country weren't really being distributed uh, in an equitable way, so he raised $150,000 in donations with food, medical supplies, etc., from Puerto Rico, and he um, felt like it would be best if he personally went down there with the supplies to make sure that they were distributed in an, in an appropriate way. So, unfortunately, the plane that he boarded was filled too much, and um, similar to those of a younger generation, if you remember, Aliyah's passing. His plane crashed in the oceans shortly after takeoff because it was overloaded. Um, but that's what he was going to do uh when unfortunately he had an untimely death. Um, so he like I said when I first started uh talking about this, he was an outstanding ball player, but he was an even more amazing human being um to do all of those things. And he died very young, uh, you know, relatively young. He was in his late thirties when he died, I believe. But um, let me read you his career stats. So he played in 2,433 games for the Pittsburgh Pirates from 1955 to 1972 in right field. He batted and hit righty. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame uh, the year after he passed, 1973. He had 9,454 at-bats, 3,000 hits, as Ed mentioned, 621 walks, 1,416 runs, 440 um doubles, 166 triples, 240 home runs, mm-hmm. 1,305 RBIs, 83 stolen bases. His his um career batting average was a 317, his OPS was 834, his on-base percentage was 359, and his slugging percentage was a 475. I mean, amazing. Monster. Monster. Amazing.
0: Absolutely. I monster. wish
1: I wish I got to see him play.
0: No, me too. I mean, there, there's, man, he, he would definitely be on the list if I would have been like, hey, you know, you can drop into any generation and go ahead and watch this person play, you know, before he, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, with, 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 you know, things like that. But he would be in you know, that Jackie Robinson. He would be in that conversation as well. For, mm-hmm. for sure. Because the stories you hear, especially about some of the throws you can even watch on, again, on YouTube, like I mentioned, Argonandis. Oh, I mean, the dude had a, a cannon for an arm. Any outfit any outfield. So That's
1: Yeah, they showed they showed some highlights during the series of you know things that he did against the Yankees. So
0: Yeah. It was insane. And P- and PNC Park, by the way, you know, I was there was I was considering going there this year and stuff like that, but it just didn't work out. Next time the Yanks are there, I mean I might have to make that like a a destination again. So, I haven't been there. I've been there before, but it's been such a long time. And I would like to see it again. It's a beautiful moment. It really, really is.
1: Well, I would like
0: to go just to see the museum. Yeah, they were talking they about the museum right behind it too yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I've been on that too. Like it was just, it's really such a cool little study there. So, all right. Uh, well, we're not gonna like totally gloss over this. I mean, it is Yankees Red Sox, but you know, yeah, uh, stuff. But yeah, Yankees took three out of four at Fenway uh, during the week. Started uh, last Monday. Listen, with the Yanks having a, you know, pretty much a less than 1% chance of making, you know, the third wild card, just win games, keep the winning streak going, and listen, beat Boston every freaking chance you get, especially the way that the the Yankees got smacked around by Boston for most of the season. So it was nice to see them go in there, play with some pride, you know, and take three out of four, you know, overall. Some of the games, you know, from being honest, not the most some of them not the most exciting games. <laughs> but because it was just like it was weird. It was just, some of them felt like spring training games because we were just getting like seeing relievers running out one after another that we've never seen before and mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, yeah, good good stuff to see them take three out of four. Um uh, really any chance yet. Um all right, but the series we are gonna go do our usual detailed uh Look into is the series of the Pirates starting on Roberto Clemente day, which was on Friday night where the Yanks went ahead and took that one by a final seven to five. Garrett Cole uh, continued his march towards what we believe will be the AL Cy Young award, uh, but he did take a no decision here. Uh, five innings, six hits, two earned runs, three walks, four Ks. So not exactly his sharpest, but still solid outing as well. Clayton Holmes did come on to get his 20th save of the season. Aaron Judge was 3-for-5 with an RBI and a run scored. EJ Mayhew 2-for-5 with an RBI and a run scored. And uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, 3-for-4 with an RBI and a run scored and a stolen base. So as we had mentioned earlier, he's definitely been picking it up at the bat. And it's good to see he's getting the at-bats now. And he's making the most of them. So he's another guy who we kind of – I mean, I can say I personally even somewhat forget where he's like part of this whole young group of bombers that have come up in this generation, the Yankee youth says they, you know, Michael K is pushing hardcore for this to be the case. And I'm on board with it. I, I, I dig it. Because uh, we don't want to be baby bombers again. So you got to come up with something new. Um, mm-hmm. He was kind of like the lost guy in us, even though he's on the opening day roster and everything. But, you know, it's, it's good to see he's getting back in the things. Yeah. And uh,
1: uh, at that game, he's had a. That game marked a season-high five-game hitting streak for him. Uh, can we. Quickly talk about the very scary thing that happened in the sixth inning.
0: Uh yes, absolutely. Well, wait, wasn't that yesterday's game though?
1: No, that was the oh, game was- with. I thought it was the game with Garrett Cole.
0: Okay, yes, you're I'm, you're right. You're no, You're correct. It was Friday. My bad. But I was um, my yeah, guess.
1: so that was that was terrifying. Um, the announcers didn't even know what happened because they just thought the ball was going to go into the outfield, to right field, and then it carried them the other way. And then next thing you know, Anthony. I don't know how to say his last name. My, I don't know how to say his last name. Do you know how to Ms. say his last name? Miss M- Glitz. Sure, we'll go with that. Miss Glitz. Um, sorry, Anthony. Anthony M. Um, he just he was on the floor. But the scariest part was you started to see blood.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. that's Like a lot, a lot of it. <laughs>
0: No, super uh, It was a super scary sight.
1: Yeah, and I couldn't tell where it was, if it was like above his eye or his ear or whatever. But thankfully, he, you know, like in general is fine. And he did have concussion-like symptoms yesterday, um, but was, uh, you know, awake and coherent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But terrifying. It, you know, all I could think of too was, can you imagine if that was John Carlos Stanton that hit him? Oh, I mean, because he might have died.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I don't even know if he'd be with us still.
1: Yeah, I know. I do know. You could see it all over um, Jiwan Bay's face; like he felt terrible. Yeah. And there's nothing. No, he, he, obviously, not on purpose. Like nobody, nobody does that on purpose. You know, you just hit the ball square. It goes straight, straight back up the middle, and it hits the pitcher. If it hits the pitcher, nine times out of ten, the pitcher's able to deflect, or you know, like like a quick reaction to at least you know soften the blow. Unfortunately, he wasn't. But G-wan Bay, I you could just see it all over his face. Like he didn't even want to get back on the base. He felt so terrible. And he said after the game that he the whole the rest of the game he was trying not to think about it, but it just kept getting in his mind.
0: Well, Jeff Nelson I think described it very well in the in, in yesterday's game. He was talking about it at some point. And he had mentioned he was like, you know, something as a pitcher, you don't really think about the ball coming back up the middle necessarily. You think about delivering your pitch, you know, making making executing your pitch, and then you you hope that your reactions take over and you can you hopefully you can get to it. If you can't, you can't. I mean, I mean, you can't like, think about it.
1: If you think no. about it, you're not going to be able to pitch to your best. Like
0: no, not at all. you, you should be scared if you really think about it. How yeah, close that's like. Is
1: that's like driving a car and thinking the whole time I'm gonna get an accident I'm gonna get an accident I'm gonna get an accident yes then you will
0: <laughs> yes exactly or like in general when you play not to get hurt the chance you are gonna get hurt yep it is. uh but no it was a it was a crazy pretty much crazy ending to this game too the Yanks were down and in the ninth inning you know it looked like volpe was gonna bang into a double play to end the game and then you know there was a slide and, and a Errant throw opened up the floodgates and stuff. Mm-hmm. To come back and take on time and and come back and take this one and hey, they just gotta win every game they can. That, that's it. Just win win what you can and 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 go from there. But a, a nice comeback win and again it also softens for lack of you know, no pun intended, softening the blow for, you know, so that's, Yeah, let's so see. Let's see. Yes, that was <laughs> totally non-intentional, but that was. Um, but yesterday's game, though, Yanks would go in and clinch the series. So they did get the series win by Final six to 63. Uh, Luke Weaver, for reasons unknown, got the start in this game, which it's crazy because they're running out, like they're going over stats and stuff in the beginning of the game. And I'm like, why on earth? He basically leads all qualified pitchers in every single category, batting average against, ERA, everything, and it was nuts. And I'm like, why is this happening? So this is a reminder. I was like, "Are we really going for this, or not?" You know, like. Well, I was also.
1: I was also like, "What did I miss?" Because I don't remember him joining the team. Like.
0: No, I don't know. Okay, yeah, that
1: like that just happened like in the blink of an eye. Because I was like, "Who is that?" And I know I remembered his name being on another team, but I was like, "When did he become a Yankee?" So
0: one of those things. But he took a no decision. uh, Went four innings, four hits, three earned runs two walks in 7K. So, honestly, it wasn't horrendous. It didn't get off to a good start. It looked like it was going to be over really fast.
1: Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, yeah. yeah, exactly what you said, but you know who did a good job? Johnny Burrito.
0: Yes, Johnny Burrito, who did get the win to push his record to 8 and 7. Three innings, no hits, no earned runs, no walks, and three strikeouts. So, he continues to be effective by the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, Clay Holmes got his 21st save of the season. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton one for four with his 24th home run of the season on a walk, and that was a fucking laser to left field. I mean, that was no power.
1: So it was 109.6 miles per hour and 418 feet. Uh, I have a a not so great stat about him, though, and this hurts my heart more than anything else. Uh, He's hitting 116 and batting 5 for 43 over his past 12 games, but four out of his five hits have been home runs. I don't know how... That's like a conflicting stat.
0: He's the ultimate all or nothing guy. That's oh, what he's man. become, unfortunately. Like he is mm-hmm. that guy. It's I awesome. just had a I just had a comment, but I'll leave it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clay Pistorius was two for four with a walk and a run scored. Estevan Floreal, one for four with two RBIs, a walk, and uh, Oswaldo Cabrera one for four, with his fifth home run of the season. Hit that one uh, batting lefty, and you know, uh, go ahead and help you clinch that one. Um, but earlier today. And the Yanks need to win every game. They do not get the sweep, even against bad teams, as we saw our twice uh. against the Tigers. They dropped this one three to two. Uh Carlos Rodon, though, took it, uh, did take the loss, but honestly pitched pretty well. And he got his was,
1: thousandth career strikeout against uh Charlie Hayes' son Q Ryan.
0: There you go. Like, twisting into Yankee, oh, sort of Yankee Lords, a little bit of an extension, but hey, it's like <laughs> was it uh what, was it something degrees of Kevin Bacon or something like that? Like <laughs> yeah, uh, Six and
1: two
0: thirds, six hits, three earned runs, uh, no walks and 10 strikeouts. Anthony Volpe hit his 21st home run of the season. That was it. They only had four hits on the day. So Yanks offense went right back to sleep again, which again is part of the reason why they're in the situation that they're in. So goals are still there for the season, winning record, keep that going finished out of the Red six.
1: And uh, during this series, we did see an old friend with a goatee now.
0: Uh, Oh, yes. Miguel Andujar.
1: Yeah, Back.
0: Sort of. Again. Weirdly. (laughs) See, it feels like it was 20 years ago. I feel like he should be at, like, Yankee Old Timers Day. (laughs)
1: I'm just saying like, this that long
0: ago. It's fucked up. Oh. This is <laughs> it, it is. It's just it's so weird that he was part of that baby baby bomber's crew. that it's just only Judge was the only one that really came, I know, came out. of Claver too,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, Claver 2. Right? But yeah, that was pretty much that. Um all right, let's get to our awards of the week. The top of the heat hitter of the week. I have an odd feeling that we have the same person. So, Lisa, give everyone our—I'm gonna—I'm really going out there to live our top of the heap hitter of the week. I'm pretty. Oh sure wow, there. you're you're leaning in. Well,
1: I'm gonna go with the person whose music we used today, Oswaldo Cabrera. Um, and not just because it's Hispanic Heritage Month. He deserved it. Like, like I mentioned, he had about a six-game hitting streak this week. Uh he he just you know contributed every which way that he could. So um he had for the week a 350 average, OPS of 1.030, one home run, two RBIs, four runs, seven hits, five walks, one stolen base, his on-base percentage was four eighty, and his slugging percentage was a five fifty.
0: That's right. That's pretty much who it was. <laughs> and, you know, he—he he definitely deserved it. I don't think, we, no, we've never even gone with him ever. Have we?
1: I think I might have once, and then I said I don't know how many times I'll be able to do this, and that's why I—I I mean, like he deserved it that week, but i, I think yeah. I mentioned I don't know how many times I'll be able to give it to him. So happily, I gave it to him one more time this year. So feliz, Oswaldo.
0: All right, and uh, we have our King of the Hill pitcher of the week. Um, All right, I'm, who do
1: you have? I think I know who you have. Corey Holmes. Dang it, we have the same one. I thought you were gonna pick Garrett Cole. No. no, no. I, mean, I think was, this is uh, the third week in the row that we've picked both together again. We're we're back on the kick. Guess what? I'm going with Johnny Brito.
0: Oh oh, switching it up. Okay. That's That's it. I'm changing it right here, right now. He was Johnny my. Br-
1: he was my backup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Listen, they could be co. Cool. Clay Holmes and Johnny Burrito. Yes, it is burrito. These look both have looked right out of the bullpen. I mean, Holmes is been yeah. locked down now. Um it's just again, I just I keep I can't help but looking towards the future in the off season, I don't know if Holmes is the answer at, at closer long term. I kind of see him as more of a setup man, to be completely honest with you. But he's he has some nasty stuff though. I just don't know if he has the mental makeup. Because sometimes when he comes in, and you can see in the first three pitches, if he doesn't have it, yeah, we're going to be in for uh, a long one here. So, yes, that's, that's been my concern. Um, all right, and then that will bring us to our Blue Jays at Yankees uh, preview, which uh, they will be listen mess up the Blue Jays chances. Go ahead. Seriously. Screw it. Screw it. If we ain't They're going so close. Ain't nobody going then. Well, besides obviously. If we can't go, you ball. can't go. That's it. We're gonna take everybody down with us. Let's let's go. we'll give them a nice shit burger to eat. You know, the <laughs> shit in their team That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Lisa. Who's that one pitching propables for the upcoming series against the Jays?
1: All right, so we do have tomorrow off. Uh, on Tuesday, though, it'll be Yusei Kikuchi. He's a lefty, and he has a 9-6 and record, 3.81 ERA, and 163 strikeouts. And he'll be going up against Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt is a righty with a 9-8 and record, 4.56 ERA, and 142 strikeouts on the season. On Wednesday, the 20th, Kevin Gaussman will start for the Blue Jays. He is a righty. With an 11 and 9 record, 3.40 ERA, and 222 strikeouts on the season. Go Galsman. Uh, he'll be up against Michael King. He's a righty with a 4 and 6 record, 2.77 ERA, and 108 strikeouts on the season. And then on Thursday, we have Jose Berrios, a righty with an 11 and 10 record, 3.49 ERA, 168 strikeouts, versus our ace, Garrett Cole. With only a couple of games left under his belt for this year. Right hand pitcher, 13 and 4 record, 2.81 ERA, and he has 208 strikeouts on the season.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be well, Gosman, the Gosman star on Wednesday is gonna be tough. But King has also yeah. looked good since joining in the rotation. He's been pretty damn effective.
1: Yeah, I think he's gotten stronger and stronger.
0: So I, I like what I see of him. I mean, he should definitely get that crack at the rotation, you know, to kick off next season, but we're still gonna before that. Uh, see what it holds. So, that does it for us this week. Thanks for joining us as always. No, quick episode, but nonetheless, got it. So, uh, yeah, we do, we do. do what we do, we do what we gotta do. That's it. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us as always. Join us on the Facebook live stream. Be sure to check us out. The Empire 161 show Facebook group. Uh, drop some highlights and lineups and other stuff that does not make the show every week. So check us out there. Uh, check out Pop Culture Pros, because that's where I present the guy. PopCulturePros.com. Uh, YouTube, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. If you're on X, X, not Twitter, X. You can follow us at Empire161show on Instagram Instagram at the underscore empire underscore 161. Underscore show. And uh same deal there, same deal across the board, highlights, lineup, whatever, a lot of other um, cool stuff on this uh, uh, um social team. media and wherever you found your audio Stop on the podcast, subscribe to There's a lot of cool stuff on the network as well. We've got a couple of football shows, there's a vet show, we got a comic book show with Granny's Peach T that'll be back on Tuesday. Talking more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, some battle, some way, still going on. <laughs> more Harley Quinn. So I'm talking about that. And we will see you guys next week. Let's okay. go, yay. Yeah. Bye.
1: Bye, everybody. <laughs>